Thank you, Jesus. You always lead us in triumph. Through us, you diffuse abroad the fragrance of your knowledge. Lord, send a word to us. May each and every one of us here leave this place more blessed, more impacted, more influenced by your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. And please, you may be seated. Right now, we have moved from the era of asking things from God to the era of partnering with God. You become God's partner. It's like saying we have left the realm of receiving salaries to become shareholders in the company. Glory to God. I think it's better to become a shareholder than to become a salary worker. What that means is that when you are a shareholder, you are share in the profits. Glory to God. And that is where the church has got into. If you have not reached here, you are late. Hallelujah. If you have eyes, you will see what I'm telling you. If you have ears, you will hear what I'm telling you. That in the plans of God, the church has gone beyond the era of asking God for things. We are now partnering with God for things. Glory to God. So that things are now going to answer to you simply because you are a worker together with God. I would say that we are workers together with him. This is the point we are in the plans of God. If you don't believe it, ask Jesus, he will tell you. And if you have seen it, do something about it. The world and its glory are coming to an end. Glory to Jesus. So today, as we mark a service to emphasize on the need to work for God in his house, I want to encourage you to take it upon yourselves to become faithful in the house of God. The Lord does not reward activity. The Lord rewards faithfulness. No handshake can ever give you things, no matter who shook your hands. It takes a deeper closeness to have some results. There are some results we are looking for in God. They come by intimacy. One of the ways to be intimate with the Lord is to take his yoke upon you and to carry his burdens. What a way to summarize a preaching. And I wish I can say, let us be on our feet and close. But since a dessert or an appetizer is not the main course, I will assume this is an appetizer. So give me some few minutes as we share on what does it mean to be committed church worker? What does it mean? In the first place, the church is the family of God. Being in a family espouses responsibilities. Now, I'm trying to give you some of the names the church is called. For instance, when you are a part of the Abbasins family, 
You are likely to be someone who pays school fees. You are likely to be someone who cooks. You are likely to be someone who sweeps. You are likely to be someone who washes car. You are likely to be someone who runs errands. These days, I send Fanuel a lot. And there's never a time I send him and he didn't go. Hey, take this. Go and give it to your mother. Hey, bring this one to me. That's what it means to be part of a family. Yes. Yesterday I was sitting in the chair, my phone was on the table. Hey, take the phone for me. He went to stand by. I said, phone, phone, phone. He checked, he came. I said, no, phone. He went to take it. He brought it to me. He said, clap for Fanwell. <laughs> as little as he is, he has started working in the family. I'm sure very soon it will be car he's washing. It will be room he'll be sweeping. And he'll be washing plates. All oh, the wives who are here already, they can't wait for their children to grow up to wash bowls. <laughs> uh, so teach the child the way he should go. Every time you are washing, let them be around. Put a chair and let them stand on it. And let them watch you do it. Very soon they will have passion for bowls washing. So that you will not talk long when they grow up. Some of you who are finding your future in your children, I want to tell you that when they grow up, they will have their own plans. So if my husband doesn't talk to me, no problem. Very soon I'll be talking to the children. I'll be going to the market with them. Do you go to the market with your mother? You have your own plans. Don't run from problems. Solve it. Solve it. So when the Bible says we are the family of God, it means there is work to be done. The Bible says we are the sheep of his pasture. No wonder the Bible calls Jesus Christ the good shepherd. So when you are a Christian, you are a sheep. You say, hey, pastor, hallelujah, I'm a sheep. As for sheep, they, they eat. Well, according to Ezekiel 34, he said you eat the fat of the sheep and clothe yourself with it wool. So the sheep is supposed to produce fats for eating. <laughs> when you are a sheep of God, there is supposed to be evidence of his work on you. We have given you straw. We have given you all manner of things. And still you are growing lean. A sheep is a doer of the work thereof. If a man looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and it's not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work thereof, this one will do well in all that he does. So we are the sheep of God. A person who has a lot of sheep has a lot of money. When you come to give offering in church, you are demonstrating the work of a sheep. Benefits from the sheep. The Bible calls us the household of God. Now when you talk about household, you are talking about the things that are in a house. Chair is part of a household. People are part of a household. 
table is part of a household. And each of them have a role they play. For instance, some of you are the emblems of comfort. We sit on you to be comfortable. One of the things, when you, when you become a pastor, you realize that you are a chair, you are a table, sometimes you are even a carpet. Yeah. yeah. And some of them too, they, they, they become tea rolls. They only clean shit. Yeah. People go and create all their problems and they'll bring it to you. Yeah. Pastor Chris said he would tell them that we will not listen to you. That's how it's, see, a pastor cannot wash his hands because it doesn't get clean. It is always dirty. Anytime people have issues and they talk to you, you become part of the issues. That's how some of you have turned yourself into counselors. Do work that have been assigned to you. Because if Pastor Eric is fighting with his wife, which they mostly don't do, and the wife comes to talk to you, you become part of the fight. The husband talks to you, you become part of the fight. What you say can be held against you. That's what it means to be a pastor. Yes. It will be held against you. I wanted to give examples, but because of time. So, you become part of the tables in the church, the furniture, anything in the house at all, the cookie utensil, like that. As we come here, see people have mopped the floor, it's clean, chairs are clean, and all of that. It's, it's, it's actually like the work of a, a table in the house of God. And all of these things reveal work. The Bible also calls us the children of God. Hebrews 3, verse 4. For every house this year, grace for God is released on you. Very soon, be speaking God. All the fancy people you have started coming, you are about to speak God in, in Proverbs. Is a pastor, but who learns God in Christian village? That's why I said to be a miracle. Now, all the people who don't speak God, I said, receive grace for God. someone. But he who built all things is God. Then he says, Moses was faithful in all of God's house, but his faithfulness was the faithfulness of a servant. 
for a testimony of those things which will be spoken afterwards. Verse 6. But Christ, as a son, in other words, Christ was faithful as a son over his own house. Can you imagine that? He said Moses is faithful over the house of God, but Jesus was faithful in his own house. In sonship, there's ownership. In servanthood, there is still worship. Your car, you are not a steward over your car, you are the owner. If you borrow the car, you are a steward, you are not the owner. Can you become an owner of the house of God? That shall be your name in Jesus' name. So you can be faithful and committed church worker as a servant or as a son. A son works willingly, but servants work by compulsion. A servant is someone who is doing something that he wishes there is a better option. A servant is a slave. A son is always in the house. But a servant is not always in the house. What does he mean? The one that brings the servant, if that person dies, the servant will leave. But the son is, even if he travels abroad, he's still part of the family. That is what it means when you become a son. Always there. Always there. Always there. There's a young guy who is a medical doctor. He works in, um, what's the name, what's the name of the place? He was here, this Dr. Benjamin, what's, what? Tamale, baby. But any time he's in Accra, he's in church. All that time. Today he was here in the morning. He's sitting where Abodre was sitting. So he's here up to, I think, Wednesday. And he'll go back. You can see that within the five days that he's coming to spend, he said, oh, this is my house. I'm coming to church. In the mighty name of Jesus. May you be a son in Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen. Imagine you travel to uh, uh, your hometown. Then when you got there, you spent only three days. And you came back and you call your mother in your hometown. Oh, I was there three days, but I was too busy. That's why I didn't come and see you. Hey, don't say it's strange, pa. It's the same with God. It's the same with God. It's the same with God. So a son is always in the house. Always. A son is always in the house. A son is always in the house. But a servant is not always in the house. Degrees of commitment is not always there. The next thing is that a son 
is an heir in the house. But the servant is a salary worker. So, but Pastor, I mean, I have a maid servant in my house. I don't pay him. Then he's not a maid servant. Servants are paid. The Bible says that a laborer or a servant is worthy of his wages. Some of our house helps actually are sons. That's why even when you die, they will still be in the house. Why? They have become part of the family. So the distinction should be there. People who are servants are hired. Sons are heirs of the house. In other words, they are part of the benefit of the house. I don't know what benefit can come in church. But if there should be any benefit here, you must have one. One of them is the benefit of a spouse. Oh, yes. If God is sharing wives in the church, you should get some. Or it's not like that. I think it's a benefit. It's a benefit. This morning I was saying that where you eat is a revelation of the person you are married to. And it's true. Where did you meet your wife? I knew your wife when she was in school. Level 200, 100, I knew her. But you didn't know her until she became Pensa. Is it prayer secretary or assistant prayer secretary? No, later he became something. Like he was always Pensa, Pentecost. Then after school, she started coming to church here because she knew us. We became, uh, some people are not that like that. And now you are married to her by the grace of God. What a blessing. What a blessing. Like that, like that, like that, like that. Like that, like that. Peace, receive peace of mind. Receive peace of mind. As you mentioned, Frederick. Like that, like that, like that, like that, like that. The Ladam's own. Did you know your beloved? But something knew her. I didn't know her. First day she came in the tent, something introduced her to me that they were in CCF together. And now she has come to Accra, so she's in, she's, she has been coming to church. God is sharing wives. I wish, I wish I can tell that God is actually sharing houses. You'll be selling granite and you are using it to build a house. Can you imagine? Because, for instance, how many of you know that this church is God that has built it? But did you notice that money didn't fall from the heavens? God passes through mediums. So sometimes God has given you a job as a nurse. And it is giving you a house, it's giving you a land, it's giving you this. It's not the nursing that is giving the household. It's God that is giving to you. But he's giving it to you through a medium. Anytime I need money from God, I don't say, God, give me money. I know what to do. And I know that God is the one who is doing it. Yes. I know. I know. I know. 
Anytime somebody asks me for money, somebody gives me money. So me, I'm not, I always tell the pastors around me that when people are asking for money, don't, don't, don't sack them. After all, if you don't have, will police arrest you? What will you, what's the problem? It should come. If you don't have, it's not by force. Also, Pastor, I feel bad for disappointing them. If they didn't feel bad for asking, you shouldn't be feel, feeling bad for refusing them. My God. Or not able to help, not even refuse, not able to help. And the, the more people ask me for big money, the more I get big money. And that's not that it's God. If you want, come and ask me that, oh, you need some 20,000 to do something. And there has been some issues around it, and uh, just just do that, just do that. And it's not something you are cooking up. You are you mean it. That's all. Then no. Then chapters start opening. God is sharing things. God is sharing spiritual things. God is sharing. God is sharing peace. When I talk to people who are troubled, that is what makes me happy. All of a sudden, I start, there's a well within. You see, the grace of God is difficult to explain. If you have the experience, you know. You see, the day the man of God came here to prophesy, and he, he says something. He says, ah, so far, the still there, that's who see me so. I understand it. You become restless. You become restless. He says, our church is the only church that he has preached, and it's almost after two days, he was still in the spirit. He said, that your church, something is there. One man of God told me that anytime he realized that his spiritual gifts is, is like he's going, that he wants to come here to preach. As soon as he leaves, that's all. Then he stayed. And he said, there's something in that church. Something. I thought that we beat me so so. Yes, Lord. I receive it, Lord. God is sharing things. I receive mine. I think, I think, I think, I think I forgot that God is sharing husbands. I receive it. <laughs> as if it's only the men who need wives. But the sisters they need husbands. So, Pastor, what is wife and marriage? It's of you to preach and talk about money. Everybody has what is important to you. You see, one of the things I have come to appreciate as a pastor is that never despise what somebody values. It's one of the things I have learned to. If you want, let's check our prayer card. Somebody is asking for shoe, and somebody is asking for land. The same God. Don't respect everybody's wishes. Because what's the essence of having money and there's nobody to spend it with? Huh? And nobody can spend money better than wives. Oh, they have special grace for it. The degrees may vary, but some sisters are better than others in spending money. So, Pastor, I mean, my wife there, she's a simple woman. It's not true. She is cutting her coat according to her size in Tia. Or trying to coat according to Nankawa, you will be on Uh Who doesn't like a comfortable life? Belinda, don't you like a comfortable life? 
When was the last time you went to the beautician? Cosmetologist. Yeah, but if your husband is uh, that, that rich man, you will. You will. You will. You will. You will. Hey, people are sensitive. Oh. These days, the one you are preaching, don't mention anybody's name. Oh. God is sharing visas. They've shared cars to their workers. If you go to Unilever, too, they've shared cars there. Why didn't you get one? So we have come into the era of partnering with God. Is that how you pronounce that word? Partnering. Partnering with God. We have come to the era of partnering with God. Begin to dish out things. Your wedding is paid for. The gown will not be your money. The suit will not be your money. The powerful crocodile shoe is not your money. Can I tell you something? One day you realize that you have postponed your ticket. Reschedule three times. But you don't have time to travel. The visas are in the passport, but you don't get the time to travel. You change the ticket. Then you change the ticket. Then you just say, hey. You make them cancel the thing. I don't have time. 
One day you'll be in a plane. The whole seat is you and your family. Sitting, 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 sitting. Establishing people in influential places as we are partnering with God, as we are partnering with God, as we are partnering with God. One day you'll be surprised. You'll be sitting in class, everybody is a white person, you are the only black man. If somebody had told me, I sat in a plane of over 800 people and I was the only black man from London to Qatar. I was the only black man in the plane. Luama Kataya. Ike Pataya. One day in Ghana here, you will have a house, the whole street, you are the only black man. In Ghana here, not abroad. In Ghana here. Cantonments is not a place for angels. It's human beings who are there. You see that? Your next door neighbor is Ghana's American ambassador to Ghana. His house is next to yours. Eish! Once in a while you hit a ball to go there and you enter there, you salute the man. He's Ghana's uh, 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 Spanish ambassador to Ghana. And it's your neighbor. Uh, Partnering with God. Can I tell you something? A dispatch will come to your house to take your passport. And they will bring it back with visa and ticket details. Because you are influential in this country. Government of Ghana is sending you to represent Ghana. God is working. God is up to something. You may never see it, but keep trusting. Lift up your voice and pray to him. The Lord, this year I serve you faithfully. You are the God of wonders. Is there anything too hard for you? Perform a sign. Do a wonder in my life. Are you praying? Lord, do a new thing in my life.
Ibu cukup nongi mau Ibu cukup nyediki Ibu apa naobe kamu Konye ibu Hey. Oh, yeah, the is changing. 
sharing. and sing a song. The Lord is sharing. The Lord is sharing. The Lord is sharing. The Lord is sharing.
Jesus, mighty name. Amen. 